So there is a lot of behind the scenes mm -hmm. that, you know, people may like the idea mm -hmm. or see, say, oh, you know, as you know, we were saying about mm -hmm. perception. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, she's the ice cream lady. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. oh, how nice. This is your nice little job. You know, yeah. you're, you're serving a SpongeBob or you're serving yeah. a strawberry shortcake. That's the easy part. Right. You know, the hard part is, you know, you know, doing all the behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of grit that goes into it. And people may want the idea of starting like a, the a idea. company. Right. But there's so much that goes into it. Right. That people underestimate. If you're a CEO, entrepreneur, or business owner that can't seem to figure out what is blocking you from attaining the next level of growth in your business, then listen up. I'm Maria De Lorenzis Reyes. I've taken what I've learned in 30 years working inside multi-million dollar corporations, building my own business, and consulting my clients, and discovered five themes that stop a business from scaling. I've created a tool to help you get the answers you need to get unstuck and unlock the next level of growth. Head over to scale.mariadr.com and click the link to get your custom Scale Factor Formula scorecard when this episode is over. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Finding the Upside. So happy you chose to join today. I'm here in the studio with another episode of One Tough Chick, and I have an amazing guest. I'm so happy she is with me today. I am going to introduce her briefly, and then we're going to ask her to share. Uh, so her name is Lisa Emmerich, and she is the Sweet Ice Queen. She runs a local business here in New Jersey, uh, driving her truck all over New Jersey, serving ice cream, bringing smiles to corporate uh, clients, as well as personal parties, weddings. But she has an amazing story that I want to bring out in today's interview. So I'd like to introduce her first. Lisa Emmerich, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Maria. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, I'm the owner of Sweet Ice Queen, and um, I'm so happy to be here. Well, thank you for joining me. So before we get into some of the questions for One Tough Chick, I, I ask a series of questions to really understand in this series, female entrepreneurs, your journey to entrepreneurship, all of the things that you went to went through becoming a female boss. And what I love about most of the women that I have on this podcast for this series is you as well, they all have had multiple steps in their journey that led them to then creating a business. So I know that you had started out in corporate yes. and then you stayed home with your children for a bit and then started the Sweet Ice Cream Ice Queen with ice cream. Can you share just how that, a little bit of background of that story and what led you to start the business and how you brought everything that you learned along the way into that? Yes. Um, so I went to college. Um, I had a degree in public health, patient education. And um, I guess that when I graduated, I got into the field of social work, um, which I, I loved helping people. I still do. Um, and I was in the field of social work for a few years. And then I went into corporate America. I was in uh, human resources for, um, a, you know, for a company um, for about 10 years. Mm. And then I went into consulting. Um, I got married 
And, um, you know, I have two boys um, who are now, I have a son that's a sophomore in college and I have a senior um, at Wayne Hills. And um, I stayed at home for 13 years. Mm. And um, I, once they got to the age where I was like, all right, it's, I'm ready to get back into the workforce. I was like, what am I marketable for? Mm. And uh, I've been out of the workforce for, for so many years. Um, what was really, you know, going to have a nice balance that I could still be able to get my kids to and from school, mm -hmm. to and from their activities. My husband um, travels a lot for business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, something that really made sense, yeah. made sense for our family. Yeah. Um, and... You know, I, um, you know, was sitting on my back deck um, and I grew up in Garfield and um, I remember the ice cream truck always coming. Yes. I have and, those memories as well. Yes. Um, and um, my 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 son, particularly Thomas, is a huge ice cream lover. <laughs> and when we go and visit my mom and my mother-in-law, the ice cream truck always comes. Love it. So the town that we live in is very large. And he said to me, Mom, how come the ice cream truck? never comes mm. in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And it was like an aha moment for me. Mm. And I was like, you know what? You're right. It doesn't. And then my wheels started churning. Um, and then um, I said, you're right. The ice cream truck doesn't come. Why doesn't it come? Well, you know, times have changed. Yes. Um, you know, summertime growing up by us, yeah. it was whoever was on your street. Yep. That was your summer camp. Uh-huh. Everybody um, was out and about. Everyone was out and about. Um, six o'clock every day, the ice cream truck came. Yep. And if you were lucky enough that your, you know, your parents had, you know, a little little extra money, mm -hmm. you know, you were able to take advantage of getting yeah. an ice cream. And yeah. um, it always brought joy mm -hmm. and and happiness. And um, you know, I just always, you know, saw my son's reaction even when he heard the ice cream bell. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought about it and it just gained velocity. Um, my husband came home from work mm -hmm. and I said, I think I'm going to start an ice cream truck. And he said, you're out of your mind. I was going to say, what was his yeah, reaction? Um, you know my husband. Mm -hmm. um, my husband um, is, 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 is a great, great guy um but i've had a lot of ideas over the, you know a lot of uh you know ideas over the the course of our, our time together mm -hmm. um and um he goes lisa what do you mean i said no i i think i think i'm gonna start an ice cream truck i love it and he didn't take me seriously so then i started researching at night and i just started researching the, the market i started researching the trucks well, there are no ice cream trucks mm -hmm. um, that really are readily available. And mm -hmm. if they are, food trucks are very hot. Mm -hmm. um, that whole industry, mm -hmm. I didn't realize until, you know, starting to do research. Mm -hmm. um, vans in itself, a lot of people are, you know, buying vans, converting them into mm -hmm. these major campers, mm -hmm. or they're converting them into these major high-end food trucks. Mm -hmm. So um, they were they were really hard to find. Mm. So um, again, I've been out of the workforce for thirteen years. Yeah, I haven't had any liquid income. Yeah, um, and we really were just making ends meet. Yeah. So I had to put together um, 
a business, a business, a business proposal. plan. Yes, a business proposal for my husband, so that he could fund it. Yes, I okay. Very interesting. Good. Yes, because I had to sell him on the idea. Yep, understood. Because we're using money that yes we need. Yes, my husband comes home from work. I got dressed in my corporate attire that I had to dust off in, in the pitch? closet. And I made a pitch. Oh, wow. My husband came home and I said to him, uh, my husband's name is Enrique. I said, um, we have a meeting. And he said, <laughs> at the kid's school, I don't have it on my calendar because he has everything on his calendar. Mm -hmm. He's a type A personality. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, you have it with me. And he looked at me and I made him sit down. And I told him I need $20,000. <laughs> and I presented to him my business proposal. He says, well, Lisa, we really don't have an extra $20,000 uh -huh. for you to go and get an ice cream truck. <laughs> so and how did that turn out? I just kept on selling him. And then finally I told him, you just need to give me a chance. And just give me a chance. Um, I know that this could be something that I could balance the family and I could, I know that this could be profitable. Yeah. Wow. So there's so much goodness in there that I want to extract and unpack because I think that I, you, your position and your journey is one that's very similar for a lot of women that get married and are out of the workforce and then have the choice of, okay, how do I make my way back in? Right. And then we, what you also touched on is the flexibility, right? Correct. Having a position that allows that. And I think, you know, our society is still struggling with that. The system is broken for that because for women to be able to have a family and have an income to contribute, it's very challenging in the corporate world to find that. And although some things are changing now, hopefully, where the demand is people want flexibility. So the corporate world has to adjust in some way. I think that's why a lot of people choose entrepreneurship. Absolutely. And you also, you know, what you mentioned about the hesitancy and the barriers that you face, not only convincing your husband to that you wanted to do it, but also, or that you could do it, but also the barrier to the capital to start it. And, I and you know what some of the questions that I want to ask about that later on are to bring that out is that's sometimes the block for people to be able to start a business. Absolutely. Is, how do I start it, right? And then gaining support from your spouse or your family or whomever. So you know, a lot of those things are common barriers that people face. And I like when people share that because it makes people understand that there's a way. You know, women, there's a way. And what I love about your, so first off, just so people know, she doesn't just have an ice cream truck. She's <laughs> a brand, okay? The Sweet Ice Queen is a brand. And you've built that and it's a whole persona, which I love. And it shows that you had the belief and the drive that this was something that you could do, you wanted to do and you could do. And it shows in you even telling that story. So I think, what would you say to people that have some kind of idea and dream and face those same or similar barriers that you did? Well, even, you know, going back to, you know, just being out of the workforce for 13 yeah. years, I, you know, I, I was looking for, for jobs and mm -hmm. I was looking for jobs and I would, you know, 
apply for jobs and they were entry level jobs. Yep. And I knew that I had more experience and I, I, I knew that I was, I, I had more to give, but I also knew that there was such a gap yeah. in how long I was out of the workforce yeah. Yeah. that I was, you know, I would say to, I would go back to my husband and say, oh, I had this interview and he would look and he said, Lisa, like those are entry level positions. You, you were a director somewhere like that's not worth it for you. Uh, but then those other spots, you know, were, were, you know, beyond beyond. And I wouldn't be able to still have a work life situation Correct. for my kids. So, yeah. um, so that's what, you know, going back to that gap. Yeah. And so I said, okay, well, I have so much experience in both social work and in corporate America. How can I blend those two together? I love that. Um, and, you know, with the capital, you know, we were just making it by me staying home. Mm -hmm. You know, we said, all right, let's take it year by year. Yeah. Like I was coupon cutting. Yeah. I was making things stretch. Yeah. So to even say, okay, like, I need this $20,000, I knew it was a stretch yeah, because my kids were still younger. Mm -hmm. um, so I felt a lot of pressure even asking, like, because I knew that it was a risk. Yeah. And um, my husband and I were not very risky people. Yeah. We're really not. We're yeah. very conservative people. Yeah. Um, so when I was researching, uh, used um, trucks truck <laughs> was ten thousand yeah. dollars. So I knew I at least needed ten thousand mm dollars, -hmm. and that was a truck that sight unseen, you know, had over a hundred thousand miles on it. And mm -hmm. I know nothing about you know, you know, Chevy step vans. Yeah. So I knew I had to sell my husband on the whole idea. Yeah. yeah. And finally, after selling him, I knew that he believed in me because how I was raised mm -hmm. um I have my my father who is a huge anchor to this day mm -hmm. in me um I have a, a I have an older brother and myself and my brother my father has treated us the same since we were young mm -hmm. he's a no excuse person mm -hmm. um he made me mow the lawn mm -hmm. just as well as he made my brother mow the lawn mm -hmm. i was carrying the lawnmower up and down the stairs since i was eight years old mm -hmm. um he, he made us work every single day and you were not allowed to make any excuse yeah so i was raised a tomboy yeah i wrestled wow my my father's very big in the wrestling community, um, wrestling, high school wrestling. Um, he used to make me wrestle with my brother. My my father used to, you know, uh, make me play baseball, softball. So I was a tomboy. Um, the reason why I have long hair is because my dad always made me have short hair like, like my oh, brother. Oh, interesting. Yes. So that's why I have long hair. So he made me have guts and grit. And you think though, all those things he absolutely. put you through was what built that. I love that. And, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he, to this day, to this day, my father always pushes me, um, himself and my kids, no excuses. Nobody wants to hear them. Just get it done. Mm -hmm. 
And so I have that in me. Yeah. And my husband knows that. Yeah. I will be riding the lawnmower or pushing the lawnmower in a dress, but I will get it done. <laughs> if there is something to be moved, my husband knows that I will not wait for him, that I will move the furniture on my right. own. Right. Um, I, I have that in me that I'm not afraid to get dirty. I will get things done. It sounds like that has definitely contributed to your I Absolutely. So so he knows that I'm not afraid to get sweaty and work hard to get something done. And then I have my mom's side. Mm -hmm. My mom is a nurturer. Mm -hmm. My mom is compassionate. My Mm -hmm. mom is extremely caring. Mm -hmm. She's a giver. So I that's where I pick up the social work side. Yeah. So I have those two things um, that make me like I have, I think, the best of both the worlds. combination. Yes. How do you bring those two sides, as you said, to the Sweet Ice Queen and what you do? And, and you know, I know some of the activities that you do in the places you go and just the spirit that you bring to each event that you do. But just talk to me about how you bring those two sides together. Well, you know, when I when I was coming up with a whole, like, business plan, um, I really... You know, going back to you know what you said about how unique my trucks are. My my trucks are pink, mm-hmm. and um, we're going to share a picture. Yes, so uh, my see. trucks are pink, and I said to myself, "How am I going to differentiate myself? Mm-hmm. You know, how am I going to be different?" Mm-hmm. Like we were saying, you know, you know, to go locally. Mm-hmm. You know, kids aren't really out anymore. Yeah. Um. You know, summertime. There's a lot of summer camps going yeah. on. Uh, sleepaway camps, yeah. you know, everyone's involved in activities. And I think that's probably what you found, why there Absolutely. was no ice cream truck, because nobody's there. Nobody's really there anymore. Yeah. Um, everyone's involved mm-hmm. um, in something. So I took a look back. I'm like, all right, I have to differentiate myself. I need an edge. Well, going back to my corporate America days, I said, let me go the corporate route. Mm-hmm. And with my whole philosophy on the trucks, how do I, when I hire someone, what are my expectations? Whether I'm paying, you know, very minimal mm-hmm. or if I'm splurging, mm-hmm. what are my expectations? Well, I want good service. Yeah. And that's wherever I frequent. I want good service. I want someone friendly. I want, you know, I want someone that, you know, the facility is clean that they they're greeting me with a smile they're getting back to me promptly they're communicating with me mm-hmm. so when i was researching you know the whole business um you know um which i did see that it's very large you know spectrum of ice cream trucks mm-hmm. and you know food trucks mm-hmm. dessert trucks i started researching like you know the the cost point and everything well what I was amazed about was no one was getting back to me mm-hmm. when I was inquiring on, you know, some price points and quotes. Mm-hmm. So I knew oh, like you were just trying to inquire to hire someone to do. Your yes. Ju- ah, just, okay. you know, right. So I said, wow. All I need to do mm-hmm. out of the gate is respond to people. And in a timely manner with the way. Um social media is today Mm -hmm. with the way electronics are Mm -hmm. you have everything at at your hands yes email social media everything there's no reason in my opinion 
that you cannot get back to someone via text, via email, via Instagram, mm -hmm. via messenger. Mm -hmm. So I knew right there I could gain just half of the business by yeah. responding. Yeah. Or just respect mm -hmm. by giving someone the courtesy of a response. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. And you know, customer service, as you said, customer is service is so important. And there and and I I there's so many companies that falter on that. Absolutely. Um, and you know, in my career, because I came from corporate as well, customer customer service and the customer experience was always something I was responsible for, for our products. And uh, same thing, you want, what are the expectations? And you want to guarantee a good customer experience. I teach customer service and it's so missed because of simple things, like you said, response time, attention, friendliness, courtesy. Like that right there is how any company can stand out. Absolutely. If you bring that effort. I, I gain a customer just by responding to them. Absolutely. You know, whether I'm available or not, right. they'll respond, you know, um, potential clients will respond to me. Thank you for getting back to me. That's right. I will think of you in the future. Love it. Or I'll go with you because no one else has responded to me. Wow. You know, so even when I was even contemplating this whole idea, I was like, wow, people haven't responded to me in days. Either the mark, this is so, they are so inundated that mm -hmm. they can't respond to me, which is good. Right. Or, or they just don't have that customer service edge yeah and 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 sometimes it's it's very simple if they're really big and they haven't created that support for it sometimes that's why but the commitment to it is the first and most important thing because without that commitment to that high level of customer service it's not going to play out right. as you grow right so so i took that and then i said my trucks are going to be extremely clean um i'm going to be very professional. I'm going to have a very polished edge to me, whether I'm serving, you know, a, a you know, a three-year-old, you know, party or, you know, um, a corporate, a corporate, event. a very high-end corporate event. Yeah. Um, I'm going to treat all of my customers the same and they are going to have a consistently happy and friendly experience. And they are going to walk away with a smile and as something as simple as ice cream yes is going to make them happy and it's it's something for everyone of all ages right. it's nostalgic right for sure and that's why when i say it's not just an ice cream truck that's your brand Yes. And that comes through and your whole and we'll we're definitely in the show notes going to share a link to Lisa's site and some pictures, but your whole brand persona. She looks very much the way she does right now, serving ice cream with a whole get up. And it's part of this persona, which I uh, believe and I feel it. You people feel that when they when they experience that's part of the whole experience. That's part of the customer experience. People want and that's really like so important that a lot of companies, big and small, correct, miss because the customer, it's all about the customer experience. It's all about what they feel. That's why they come back. What they feel when they experience your product, service, what have you. And if they walk away feeling good with that encounter, 
they're going to be back. Right. So, you know, going back to, um, you know, starting up. Mm -hmm. So once, you know, Enrique, you know, said, okay, Lisa. So your like, husband gave you the go. He said, I believe in you. Mm -hmm. I know you have the hard work. He's like, mm -hmm. you don't have a business degree, mm -hmm. you know, but I believe in you. Okay. He's like, I don't know about the whole ice cream truck idea, <laughs> but I believe in you. He's, you know, and he's like, I know you're very determined. So Maria, what I did was I incorporated myself overnight. I all got on your own, all on my own. I, I, uh, incorporated myself. I got all my, my insurances, everything that's needed for the state. I researched everything. The next day I found a truck in uh, Rockland County. Wow. Um, I asked my dad to come with me. I didn't even tell him. I said, dad, let's get our mechanic. I said, come with me. He goes, where are we going? I said, we're going to look at a truck. What are you getting a truck for? Yeah. Dad, come with me. So we we go see this hollowed out old UPS truck. We The mechanic looks at it. He goes, it's an old truck, but the guts of it are pretty good. Mm -hmm. Nothing worked. The dashboard didn't work. I didn't know how I didn't know how fast that was going. We didn't know how, mileage, anything, <laughs> oh how much gas goodness. was in it, nothing. So um, the, our, our mechanic says, you know what, Lisa, if you if you want to buy it, I don't know what you're going to do with it. But for what they're asking, they were asking $10,000. Okay. It's, it's, it's a big truck, Lisa. I know. So my dad and I are sitting in the truck and my dad goes, can I ask, what are you going to do with this? I said, you're looking at the next sweet ice queen. He goes, what? I said, dad, I'm going to turn this into an ice cream truck. Oh my goodness. He goes... Okay. I said, and my dad goes, there's only one problem. <laughs> I said, what? He goes, you've never driven a truck like this oh, before. Oh, true. Right? <laughs> I said, I know. And he goes, well, there's only one way to find out. He goes, put the key in and let's start it up. I love it. And he goes, let's go. Let's pay the guy and get out of here. Did you drive and it that day? That day, I drove it. I went on the Palisades Parkway. I got pulled over by a cop because it, it was a commercial vehicle. Oh, no commercial. Not allowed on the parkway. On the that's parkway. Right. Anybody I, had, I don't I know had, if that's the same. I had, yeah, I had heels else. on. The cop pulls me over. He goes, can I ask you what you're doing? I said, you're looking at the next sweet ice queen. He goes, where are you trying to go? I said, Wayne. He goes, I'll give you a police escort to get you out the no. Yes. Yes, I made it home and, um, you know, the rest, the rest was history. Wow. So I had $10,000 to play with. So I, um, I did the whole interior by myself. I, I painted it. I put the freezers in. Um, I got the truck painted. Um, I did the whole logo by myself. My, my friend's husband, um, he does some sketching on the side. I, I had asked her, I said, do you think maybe Paul could, you know, sketch something? Paul said to me, Lisa, I'm not an artist. He sketched my logo in 10 minutes. I looked at it. I go, Paul, that's exactly what I want. I said, just put some bows on the shoes. And it, we did that. Love it. I sent it online. I got the logos made. And then I actually did all the decaling myself to save myself money. And so really um, bootstrappy. 
I absolutely did. I made that money go. Um, I stretched it the whole way. And um, then I had to research, you know, distributors right. and, and then um, products and then I had to get my, and then I had to get my name out there. Mm -hmm. And, um, f you know, uh, social media when used the when used for good. Yeah, really benefited yeah. me. Mm -hmm. um, everything was, um, you know, through Facebook. Yep. That, um, you know, really helped me and by word of mouth. Um, I started um, at my church giving um, ice cream away and for free. And my husband came to me. He says, you know, I just want to let you know this isn't a hobby. Yeah. And I said, I'm very well aware of that. Just you didn't think it was a hobby. Yes. Right? I said, just let me do my thing. Right. And um, sometimes in order to make money, you know, you need to spend money. And um, after four months, I was able to uh, give my husband the twenty thousand dollars. Wow, back. that's and amazing! Four yes, months. Four months. Congratulations! And, yes, wow, and um, that was in twenty sixteen. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yeah, so it's seven years now. And your business? Yes, at one point I had three trucks. Um, I have been approached about expanding um, many a times, um, and um, just you know, I'm really comfortable where we're at right now. Um, it's just been, it's just been working for my, my family. Um, so how has Enrique, um, changed his tune? Obviously you gave him the money back fairly, fairly quickly, but like in terms of his support, where has that moved? Because that's important for a lot of women if, uh, you know, to, to have that support, whether it's from their partner, whether it's from their family, if they're younger, you know, talk to me about that. How did he did did you have to prove it to him and then he was all good or yes i did have to i did have to prove it um i had to prove it and that's why i was extra careful when i did um decide on what type of business i was going to sell on the ice cream truck on on a a truck mm -hmm. because going back i knew that i had to do a a truck whatever i did decide to sell because i could not, I was not in a financial position to invest in a brick and mortar yeah. that I was going to have to be paying rent. Yeah. So I knew a mobile truck was going to be the avenue I was going to go down. Absolutely. Because I was going to be able to relocate if things weren't working out. Right. Um, and it's less overhead. It's less overhead. Less risk. And it was less risk. And um, at the same time, if it didn't work out, I could sell the truck. Yeah, right. Um, where brick and mortar... I was I I just was not in that financial position, and um, so then I said when I was going to determine what I was going to sell, um, I I had the idea of the ice cream with my son, and then I said, okay, I got to make sure this makes sense. Mm -hmm. And the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, this does make sense profit wise. Mm -hmm. The profit margin on ice cream is extremely high, um, and also. Um, if I didn't sell the ice cream at an event, it still did not go bad. Yeah, it it still was was frozen, mm -hmm. and I still did not lose inventory. Right. And if I didn't lose inventory, I didn't lose money. You're okay. Yeah. yeah. So that was a really big sell for me as well with the whole business plan. So I what I so it's, what I love about it is that you had this idea and you were really uh, 
methodical in creating, doing that business, doing that business plan and doing the research and doing the due diligence so that you, you had the data to be able to move forward. Yes, you had this vision, right? It's apparent the right. way you're describing it, but you did the due diligence to make sure that it made sense, that you could support it, that the way you went uh, was going to be smart. So I love that because sometimes what happens is we have this vision and then there's not a lot of structure to the plan or not a lot of due diligence to make sure it makes sense and look at it from all different ways. And I love that you did that because I think that was part of why you succeeded so quickly. I really, because I, I don't have a business background. Mm -hmm. I am not busy, business savvy. Um, I A lot had to do with I, I just couldn't fail. I just couldn't fail. So I had to actually make it. You had to make fail proof. It. Oh. And I I knew mm -hmm. that a lot was riding in that investment mm -hmm. from from our joint account. Right. I, so, you know, what's interesting is that I think a lot of people, it's the same scenario. And I, I appreciate how much um how much thought you put into how to present it, to how to make sure that it was gonna that it was gonna succeed, to make sure that you had kind of that that due diligence done to make sure it didn't fail. But I think even if the investor is not your husband, right? That's a wise thing from a business perspective to do because there is a lot riding on that investment. You know, in my business, when I started my business, my business is me, I'm service-based. So I didn't have a lot of overhead. So, um, I didn't need to take funding because I self-funded it. It was like, I, 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 you know, what did I need? Some equipment. And now, of course, there's a lot of investment in the next phase of my business, a lot of staff and lots more overhead and offices and things like that. But I think no matter who you're getting the money from, that's a critical point. And the steps that you took to ensure that the plan made sense um, is a really important thing. And even big businesses, you know, um, could look at that because many times I work with a lot of big companies that there's not a lot of planning. It's really ready, aim, you know, it's not ready, aim, shoot. It's like shoot, ready, aim. Like, yes. You know, after the fact, you're like, ooh, maybe we should have thought of this or ooh, we didn't anticipate that. So um, I think that's really admirable and, and you know, admirable and that you really had the sense to do that, like you said, without the business degree. But I'm, I'm getting from you, it was that you had to prove it. You couldn't fail. And it was that right. determination. I just, I just couldn't. Um, and then even, you know, with the, you know, with the, the step van, it was a large truck. Yeah. Um, it was having a lot of problems. Yeah. Mechanical problems. Mechanical problems. I was being booked out more than I I actually anticipated uh, people were leaving me deposits and, um, you know, I was having a lot of stress because if 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 your ice cream truck breaks down and you have four parties on a day. Oh, yeah. What do you what do? do, you do? Um, I was in a position that my transmission went. Well, uh, you know, your transmission goes your your truck is in commission for or out of commission for, for days. I was hiring other ice cream trucks to do my parties and I was showing up with the other ice cream truck and standing there and comping the parties 
because that's the type of person that I am. They hired me. My truck didn't come because it was in the shop. Right. And like I, I had to do that for like, you know, a week and a half. Wow. And then finally I said to en Enrique, I said, I need to buy another truck. He said, absolutely not. <laughs> I said, well, you know, the, my, my truck is, is breaking down. You need a backup. I need a backup. I said, well, well, what happens now? My now, like the hardest part I I found was over. My name is out there. So now my, this is the next barrier, the, right. bar the barrier to growth. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm booked. Mm. I'm booked, you know, the whole entire summer. Um, and I'm stressed out because my vehicle is tied up in the shop. So what did you do? So he's, I said, so what'll happen? He goes, well, then the sweet ice queen has to close her doors. No, Enrique. So then I said, well, that can happen. The hardest part in getting my name out there is over. So Joe, that's my dad. So I talked to Joe. I said, dad, I'm in a situation. I said, this truck, you know, it's giving me problems and, you know, things are going. And, and again, you're talking in 1993. Mm -hmm. There's not a, you, you really can't find a lot of parts anymore for a 1993. Right, it was an old truck. Um, who my mechanic, you know, I don't know what to do. And he goes, well, what did your husband say? Who my husband, my my dad is a huge fan of my husband. Mm -hmm. um, I, he goes, well, what did, what did your husband say? I said, well, he said the sweet ice queen doors are closed. And he goes, that ain't happening. I love it. And he goes, we're going to go. Joe. <laughs> yes. He goes, we're going down and getting you a truck. So we went down. I started chopping around. And then I I, um, I said, again, I, I didn't know what I can qualify for because mm -hmm. this was, you know. A few, new business. New business. Right. So my dad came with me and um, I qualified on my own. Wow. And I got uh, I got my my next truck, who I named her Joey, Joey the girl after That's my great. after my dad. After your dad. And um, again, I I knew that I knew that I could grow this business. Yeah. And um, my my husband was coming up the street, and I was going down the street, and he calls me. He goes, "Did you just get a new ice cream truck?" I said, "Yes, I did." And he goes, "Okay, Lisa." And um, he goes, "I'm gonna stay out of your kitchen." He goes. You work on your business, and he goes. You know what? You're doing good on your own. He goes. You don't. You know. Yeah. Let me. I'll just let you do you, and um, and uh, it's it's been great. So both, you know, I had both trucks going. Then That's I added fantastic. a third, and um, you know, I what I what I love about you know, and I I'm I want to I want to highlight what you said. You had said that your dad raised you both your brother and you equally right you were a tomboy there was no like okay he cuts the lawn you don't do that you know this this gender difference right there Not was that all. toughness and there was that belief and listen we, i know enrique love enrique it, it there's no there's no talking bad about anybody who doesn't believe or anybody's husband because that's a reality you right. know it could be anybody in your life you know i have friends that thought I was crazy. I came out 20 years of the corporate world. I was like, what am I going to do? Same deal. I'm not going to go make half what I was making. Um, I had already decided to start my own business when I was working my corporate job and then lost my job. So it's like, okay, it's go time now. Right. But a lot of people thought I was crazy. And I didn't come from that. You know, I didn't, my, my family were not entrepreneurs. 
You know, that was not it. So I get that. It doesn't matter who you are. There's always somebody who's going to doubt it and somebody that you have to get their support. So what I love about it is that your dad was was really rooting for you. Still respectful, obviously. Your your husband is your husband. It's part of your family. Absolutely. You're taking your family savings to invest in a business. It's a critical point that can't be ignored. But I love that you had that those two male presences that ended up be, being able to launch you into where you are Absolutely. and help you in that next level. Like, I would agree with you. I, I like to bring that out because even big companies, that next level of growth to maintain what you started and maintain the quality and bring it to that next level and scale it is so difficult. That's a huge barrier. And finding a way like you did absolutely yeah and not giving up oh i i i just huge. I, I would not surrender i would not surrender um and um even like like enrique like literally um in this summer and when it is in season when i am in season when we pull in the driveway i have my friends that help me he's the first one to open up the garage door to be scrubbing the trucks, mm-hmm. to be taking the buckets out, to be, you know, helping on so the he freezers. he was hands on deck as he well. Is, absolutely. Yeah. Ab- like, he has always been. He yep. is a worker. Um, and, Maria, if he came to me with my idea, you know, Lisa, I think I'm going to... You, you probably know, would have said the same thing. I would have said the, I would have said the <laughs> same thing. If we had maybe, you know, $20,000 in the bank, I would probably say, uh, now's not, not a good time for... For us to be playing around with yeah, money. that's that's what I, my family would have yeah, said. Yeah, uh, you know him being the breadwinner at the yeah. time, um, but he has always been, like he has always been there to clean the truck. Still to this day, what do you need to do? I have a few hours. You need me to sort the freezers, you know, because it is a lot of grit work. Sure. Um, you know, uh, and you're small, right? It's you and your family and then you hire people to help you at events. So it's going down to Patterson, you know, every day, loading the trucks, you know, sometimes ice cream, getting the ice cream, cleaning the trucks, um, you know, dealing with, dealing with a lot of things, um, ice cream, you know, it melts. You have to be on top of it sanitary wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you have all the health codes that you have to. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, sometimes, I, you know, sometimes I do big events for like 5000 people. Yeah. That's managing 5000 pieces of ice cream. Do mm-hmm. you have enough freezers? Do we have enough, you know, mm-hmm. inventory yeah. like or doing late night events? You know, yeah. a lot of the corporate, um, you know, I cater to a lot of, you know, the the corporate hours they have night shifts yep. that a, a lot of times you know their night shift gets you know neglected right in the sense like that an afterthought yes so th- you know they'll say listen can you come back and do a night shift mm. and i you know I, you know i'm like yes i will i will come back at one o'clock who's on the truck with me my husband yeah you know um so there is a lot of behind the scenes mm-hmm. that you know People may like the idea or see, say, oh, you know, as you know, we were saying about mm-hmm. perception. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, she's the ice cream lady. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, how nice. This is your nice little job. You know, yeah. you're, you're serving a SpongeBob or you're serving yeah. a strawberry shortcake. That's the easy part. Right. You know, the hard part is, you know, you know, doing all the behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, 
there's a lot of grit that goes into it. And people may want the idea of starting like, like the a company, idea. right? But there's so much that goes into it, right? That people underestimate. Oh, for sure. And there's, and I also think not only people going into it underestimate, but externally people underestimate it too. Cause like you said, it's people see, you know, like the tip of the iceberg, right? But they don't see what's underneath the water. They right. don't see all the things that happen every day, all the ups, all the downs, all the challenges, all the things that you encounter that you've got to pivot and adapt, uh, all the grit, as you said. And uh, it's interesting because a lot of people going into a business will think that, but also outside world kind of looking in, you know, the ice cream lady, right? right. Yeah. Well, look, she just goes around and sells ice cream. Yeah. No, like, right. <laughs> even, you know, even, you know, um, uh, you know, also now um, it, what's wonderful is I'm able to, you know, my small little business, now I'm able to give back. Yeah. And I, that's the thing I definitely wanted to hit because I know that's part of your mission. Absolutely. And part of your brand is giving back. Talk to us about that. How do you um, do that? Well, um, well, uh, what I was going to say is about like, you know, uh, about like, you know, my son, mm -hmm. he had said to me like uh, last year, he goes, you know, mom, he goes, you know, do you get bothered when, you know, people like say that, oh, you're just an ice cream lady. Mm -hmm. And because um, he, you know, had picked up on that, mm -hmm. you know, on one of my exchanges. Mm -hmm. And I had said to him, I said, Tommy, I said, nothing really bothers me. Mm -hmm. I said, because I know who I am. Yeah. And. I let people think what they want. If people want to think of me as just an ice cream lady, that's that, that's fine. Right. Or you know, if think of me as you know, it's like a, it's like a joke. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow what anyone thinks of me to affect uh -huh. or lose focus. Yeah, love it. And that's critical. That is, I'm at the place in my life mm -hmm. where that's just noise. Yep. That's just noise. That's beautiful. And, and, and the thing is, is so important that you're able to check into that. Because oh, 1,000%. And 1,000%. People used to say to me, oh, you'll see when you get older, you don't really give a crap what people think. And I'm like, really? And really, truly? Like staying true to yourself oh, and, like, and not worrying about like people's other people's perceptions are none of your business or other people's opinions yeah, are none it's, of your it's, business. It's, really leading with that is so important. It's 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 okay. Or uh, you know, like you know, someone will say, "Oh, that's so cute. You're yeah. a little ice cream lady." I'm like, "Yes," and like I just keep, just, <laughs> like, yeah. You just can't get distracted mm -hmm. by noise. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a good know, way to put it. It really. So you know, I just said to him, I said, Tommy, nothing really nothing that anybody could say to me could really hurt me like really really yeah, that's great and i wanted him to know if if it bothered him like it does like don't let it bother you because it doesn't bother me yeah because that's the like, age where because you know what right because you know what i could say that i um carry myself um 
and treat others the way that I would want to be treated. And that's as a person and as a businesswoman. Yep. That's great. That's the golden rule. Yes. So with, uh, you know, going with, you know, you know, uh, sharing, Mm -hmm. I'm at the point now that I can give back because Maria, this is a luxury item. Yeah. It's not for everyone. Right. 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 Um, it is a luxury item to have an ice cream truck come, you know, uh, to a party, to someone's house, to a wedding, um, to a corporate event, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, um, at the same time, I'm able to give back. I never forget where I came from. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in Garfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able to come back to Garfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able to come back and visit the schools mm-hmm. um, and, you know, you know, donate some ice cream. Um, I love everything about Garfield. Um, it made me who I am. Right. Um, I'm able to uh, go visit um, a, a lot of, you know, hospitals. I'm able to tap into, um, you know, donating ice cream to mm-hmm. certain organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular is my family. I call them my family. Um CTC Academy. Um, they are my earth angels. I just had the opportunity of seeing them yesterday. Uh, they have campuses on um, in Fairlawn mm-hmm. and in Oakland. And they provide uh, education and, and, and services, services for for children that, um, you know, were, were born with, um, you know, just speci- special, special needs. needs. Okay. And um, they are just earth angels that's the only way i could describe um and the people that care for them are just god sent the caretakers yeah yes their caretakers are god sent their campuses are beautiful and um they do extraordinary things so if anyone listening um ever has an opportunity to give or donate um please just visit ctc academies on uh, the website um, because they do extraordinary things and just yeah, so amazing. I I I love that you have that mission and that that commitment. And there are a lot of business owners that um, entrepreneurs that go into it with wanting to and end up really living out what the give back is, what the purpose is, you know. And that is part of the vision and the purpose. Um, and it's I think something that not everybody does. But I think the ones who do, it ends up being not only more fulfilling for them and for the people who work for that company that you're building, but also part of the entire uh, experience as a customer to know that this company does good. Because lots of people now, and I'm one of them, conscious consumerism, they want companies that are doing good, that are giving back. It's a lot of the workforce coming up, the younger generation wants to feel like they're doing meaningful work, that what they're doing is not just making money and making someone wealthy, it's giving back to something, some part of the mission. And I would say that if you wrote your mission statement or if you have one, that's likely one of yours because, or one of the, the, the points in it, because you saw that. You saw that as part of what you wanted to provide. And even just in what you do of making, bringing somebody a smile, it's just kind of intrinsic to your whole business. And, 
you, you, you know, what, what's also amazing, what has been amazing, um, what this little truck, you know, has brought me is such amazing relationships. Yes. I have met and maintained such amazing relationships with my clients that mm -hmm. are now friends. Mm -hmm. I, I get such great connections and it's majority of my business is repeat business. Yeah. So I have developed such relationships, relationships mm -hmm. that I feel like family. Yeah. Um, and I've met so many wonderful people. Like it sometimes just amazes me. Um, so at like CTC Academy, like, I feel like family there. They mm -hmm. know me by first name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I want to do so much. Mm -hmm. I want to do so much more like during my season and even like my off season. Mm -hmm. Like I want to donate a bubble machine. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, you know, I say, please let me know if I could do something. Yeah. Um, and when I was there yesterday, you know, I was just, you know, I got a reaction from this one this one boy, how excited he was. And out of the hundred clients that are there, there's only a handful that could really have ice cream, which is the most ironic part mm -hmm. is they, these earth angels are just so happy just to see the pink ice cream mm -hmm. truck. Mm -hmm. And and it is just amazing just to see their smiles just from this pink, just from this pink truck. And that really speaks to the experience. The experience. And when I did this years ago, I, it was like an aha moment to me. And I looked and I, I saw how many ice cream I handed out. And I was like, I could do so much with this truck to bring smiles. Mm -hmm. uh, years ago, I had, you know, posted something on Facebook. I said, um, if there's someone that is in, you know, need of a, a pick me up, you know, whether it be a, you know, a child or someone, please privately inbox me. Mm -hmm. No questions asked, just give me the address. So someone had inboxed me, someone was, you know, terminally ill. Mm -hmm. And I had gone to this, this person's house and, um, it was, it was a family and uh, the woman was um, terminally ill with breast cancer. Mm. And I did a short visit and she came to the truck and she said to me, you know, how thankful she was for me stopping by. And she said, you know, Lisa, she goes, I, for, for a second, I forgot how sick I was mm. after seeing your truck mm. and getting an ice cream. What a beautiful story. And that has stuck with me. Yeah. Like how just in general, like people just could forget. Yeah. Whatever is going on, you know, just for a second. And if yeah. I if I could deliver that, like if, you know, if an ice cream could do that or, you know, just for a minute, like to someone that is in such a compromising and vulnerable yeah. position. Yeah. I was like. That spirit comes through in your brand. I mean, I, I, I'm, as I said, that spirit comes through. And I think that, you know, that companies that and businesses that do that, 
that's why, because people feel that. I guess, people yeah. feel that. You know, it's like, so ice cream, meh. Bring smiles and make people feel joy. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I, it just, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, wow, this is more than a truck Absolutely. for me. Like, it's just. Absolutely. I love that. Um, I have a question for you in terms of um, if you've ever been treated differently because you're a woman in terms of taking getting taken seriously um, in any of your interactions, um, getting respect at the level that you had hoped, just share a lot of that. That's a common thread with a lot of people um, that have walked this path. What has been your experience and have you ever experienced that somebody doubting your ability or not taking you as seriously as a woman? I actually um, haven't experienced it gender-wise. Okay. I think I've experienced it more um, being a little softer. Okay. Initially, mm -hmm. I'm softer. Um, I attribute that to my mom. Mm -hmm. Your mom's side. Yeah. My mom's side. I come out soft. Mm -hmm. And then when I see I'm not getting somewhere, then I... I have to become more aggressive. So I, I don't know if it's, I would, I would take it as uh, a gender, okay. a, 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 a gender reason. I think it's more my delivery, if that can make sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And so would then how you say you've handled that is then you show them I just another become, side. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I, I try handling things very like, softly and respectfully and then when i i when i feel like i'm not getting anywhere then i i i become very very assertive and i think people don't expect that yeah yeah understood yeah yeah it's a common thing a lot of people's um reactions sometimes to a woman who they perceive is soft and I, maybe it's not gender for you i don't want to characterize it that way but like just somebody who's soft or can be a pushover right, or whatever right. and then maybe i could be labeled as something right, right right well that was my next question right you know so have you ever been labeled in a negative way um that wasn't true to you and how did you handle that not to my face okay <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Not to my face. Well, you did say that you don't take in what other people think. So maybe yeah. you don't pay attention to I don't, it. I guess, Marie, I guess you're right. You don't. I don't think anyone, I've, I don't, I can't recall where I've ever allowed someone to get the best of me. That's great. That I've had a confrontation that it would get to that point. So that's 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 uh amazing cuz a lot of women myself included I think you know have you try not to care but people late people li judge people right. judge and label right. people. That's just a human condition unfortunately, right. right? So it really is that resilience to not let it impact you negatively and you know, a lot of women, I think myself included, oh, she's too much. She's bossy. She's this. She's too aggressive. She's that. And that's a negative connotation. And to be honest, sometimes that whatever it is, yours is your gift as you are soft. That's part of your gift. Right. So it shouldn't be looked at as negative because that's your superpower. Right. Right. 
that's your superpower. So it's really about you being able to flip that. Right. I, I have been in a lot to. of, uh, you know, situations where people try and negotiate mm -hmm. um, because they do think that, you know, um, ice cream, the cost is minimal. Yeah. So it's like, well, can you just, you know, waive this fee or waive that fee? Um, and again, I I have a soft approach, mm -hmm. but then I'm able to say, no, these are my fees. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to, you know, stand my ground. Stand your ground. Right. I'm able to, you know, to stand my ground um, because it is a luxury item. So do you think that's the perception that people, because you come off soft, Absolutely. they're going to be able to? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Love that you have that awareness about. Right. Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's very interesting, you know, and that's one thing, like there's good and bad. And I've, I've, I've definitely encountered that myself, right? There's good and bad to the relationships or meeting lots of different people because sometimes people characterize you in one way and then they think they can get over. Um, and right? a, a, a lot of people um, I've let get over on me. Because mm -hmm. of the soft side. Be, I let Too nice. The, <laughs> yes, I've let them get over on me, but I'm very aware. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, I've let them get over on me or I just want them to, um, you know, walk away with a positive experience. You know, I want to satisfy the customer, but um, I'm aware of it. It's yeah. more I want the customer to be happy. But they did not um, take advantage of me. Yes. I was I was just making sure that they you know, walked away a happy customer. There's, yep. a, there's a difference in that. Yeah, because you can say no without saying no. Right. <laughs> right? It's right. all about the customer right. approach, the customer right. service approach. So you talked a little bit about how you got your first investment and now you're, you know, you paid that back very yes. quickly. And what's your vision for your next level of growth? Do you have one? Or are you good where you are right now? And have you thought about that, if that could change? Well, you know, if, you know, the, the saying, if like you're too comfortable where you are, that's not good. That's you know? true. <laughs> um, I'm always looking. Um, I really would like growth. Um, In what way? I really would like more trucks. To expand I, more? I really do want to expand more. Um, I have tried different things. Um, I've tried shakes. I know shakes are mm -hmm. hot things. Uh, you know, oh, so different products. Yeah, I knew. I know. Well, I've tried. You know, what's what's trendy. Mm -hmm. um, I've always come back to what's what works is what's simple. Yeah. Um, I really believe in that. Um, soft serve is is always is is always uh, going to be a good seller. People love soft serve. Yes. Me included. I yes. love soft serve. Um, but I will never do soft serve. Um, it's the machines. They're, they're a lot of work. Yeah. Um, keeping them clean. Yeah. Um, but I do love soft serve. Um, the scooped ice cream I have, some of the best that there is, Gifford's mm -hmm. ice cream. Um, so I will keep, I, I plan to keep everything the way I have it, but I really would like to expand with more trucks and um, maybe go Central Jersey, mm -hmm. you know, um, just uh love it you know i would really really love to do that um 
You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. Yeah. It really, really, I, I, I could say it's just, it's, it's been fun. Well, I would love to see your trucks more throughout the state. Um, yes. so let's put that out there. And yes. I think that, um, you know, what you hit on and we really like to highlight, it's a lot of what, uh, I teach in my business program is really understanding how to expand your reach is how you scale. Right. And I think the infrastructure that you have is so solid, right? Because you have that mission, you have that intention. And I don't doubt for a minute that as you get to that next level, you've done it already. And in, in one phase of growth that you'll bring that along. That's so important, but it's really thinking about how you could expand your reach, whether it's through more trucks, whether it's different locations and how to do that and maintain that same experience. Yeah. Which I will, I, I will never compromise on that. Well, that's good. And that's why I'm very selective on, um, you know, who I have helping me. I will, I will never, I will never compromise on that. Mm -hmm. I have a certain expectation on how I want everybody treated. Yes. Yes. Um, and, um, yeah, maintaining that quality is, definitely has to be prior in order to maintain that quality that has right to and that's even paramount. with that's even with the product itself i you know everyone you know that walks away from the truck they're like oh my gosh you give so much ice cream I'm like i would rather you walk away from the truck saying i gave you too much ice cream than not enough exactly i, I want you to say wow that was worth it mm-hmm. wow you know i i don't want you to walk away saying wow that's all she gave mm-hmm. like i just want i want you to be wowed i want you to I want you to feel like I want you to feel important. I want you just to enjoy your ice cream. I know it sounds so simple and so easy, but you know, I just want a good experience. And like when people see like my truck on on the road, I get so many like beeps and like yes. like smiles and I'm like I just want to spread joy. I yes. just think well, you that you do that. <laughs> I just think there's not enough of it. Yeah. And yeah. um if that little truck could do it. Yeah. Like, I just think, you know, I know it sounds like, you know, like, so, you know, so unicorn, but no, but it's, 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 it's simple in a lot of ways, but it, it really holds the, the tenets of what creates that good feeling. Right. And, right? and, you know, the icing on the cake is that, you know, my husband has come to me several times. He's like, you know, Lee, I'm so proud of you. Uh... He's like, you really made this very lucrative. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I'll show you. Yes. He did. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, wow, like, I'm shocked that like this really works. I, I love that. I love how determined you were and how you turned him around. And yeah, that's that's yeah, that's important for people to keep in mind if they have something and they're hesitant that they want to put out. And, there and, and I hesitant. always say this. Um, I always say this. I say this to my kids. I say this to myself. I just gave, um, you know, a, a, a lecture, uh, you know, to yes, at a the group school. Of, yes, to all uh, girls school. Right? Yeah, to the girls at Mount St. Dominic. I said, you can't score if you don't shoot. Yeah. I'm like, if you believe in something yeah. and it's something that's good for you, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, you gotta try. What's the most that could happen? Like my dad said, put the, you know, if I was so afraid to drive a truck, like, okay, I never drove a truck before. Put the key in it. Yeah. Start it. Yeah. What happens if Take I didn't? Take the first step. Right. What happens if I didn't do that? What happens That's if I said, right. you know what, Dad? I'm afraid right. I can't drive a truck. Right. What if you let You know, that? it's mm-hmm. like, you got to give it a try. Yeah. And what's the most that could happen? Yeah. I say I, I did it. 
Right. And I failed. Right. What's the most that could happen? Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed this interview. I always end the One Tough Chick interview with some questions to pull out, lessons learned, and some takeaways for people listening and watching. So, um, and if you don't have an answer to this, totally fine. But if you think about your whole journey, your experience being an entrepreneur, becoming an entrepreneur, was there one mistake you made? What was it? And what would you do differently? It's a good question, Maria. If you don't have one, that's okay. Doesn't come to mind. Well, I can't say that I would do something differently because out of my mistakes, I was able to learn something. Oh my goodness, yes. Because, okay, going back to the transmission, right? And, you know, having to rent, you know, ice, (laughs) the ice cream lady was renting ice cream trucks to do her job. Um, I was able to discover the world of scooping ice cream where I wasn't scooping ice cream before. Right. I was able to see that the, I was able to see something that gave me, oh my gosh, I could start scooping ice cream on my truck and Mm -hmm. this is how, Mm -hmm. because I picked up on something. Mm -hmm. And then also through my truck having mechanical issues that I was dealing with, I was able to add trucks. Yes. So that really, the, the mechanical issues were things that were problems, not mistakes, but they led me to bigger and better things. So I love that you answered the question that way. And I didn't know what you were going to say, but part of this podcast and the reason what I believe in and why I started finding the upside is always finding an upside and always dealing with disruption or things that look like obstacles and finding opportunity. And you just nailed it right there with what you stated. And I would agree that the challenges you come against in your business and operating that business or building that business are not mistakes, are not, you know, things to do differently. It's it's how you handle it. What did you learn from that or gain from that? And you really could apply that to life as well, right? Yes. It's all part of the journey that leads you to the next step. So I love that that was your answer. Yes. What's the best piece of advice that you followed? Can I give two? Yeah, sure. The best piece of advice that I could give, well, there's two, like I said. One is, and I, I practice this myself, and I always relay this to my kids, is always surround yourself with things and people that make you feel good. Because mm. when they make you feel good, you will, they'll want good for you. And if there are things that make you feel good, those are good things for you. Mm. If they make you feel bad, then you have to limit those things or those people. And set boundaries, yeah. I practice that 
because when even Maria, when we walk away from each other today, whether we were friends or we just happened to meet each other in the hallway, mm-hmm. I would want you to walk away and be like, wow, she was nice. Like whether that be an exchange of a smile mm-hmm. or I want to be that person. Mm-hmm. Or if my friends call me, I want to make them better mm-hmm. than when they called me mm-hmm. because I want you to be that person to me. Mm-hmm. So that's my my Your first piece. first piece of advice. Uh, personally and professionally. Okay. Just like when you leave my truck, I want you to be better than when you came. Yeah. My second piece of advice that, again, biz- both professionally and business-wise, is always stay calm. Great advice. When you're not calm, you could really damage a lot. Yes. By... Reacting to a client, reacting to a customer, overreacting to something, making an impulsive remark, reacting verbally, physically, and you could destroy something in a minute. So having the ability to stay calm, control of your emotions. Controlling, and you also, when you overreact to something, you you could destroy your business mm-hmm. in a minute. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you're calm, yeah. And you take a step back, you could be like, okay, like let's figure this out. Right. And let's decide what we're gonna do next. Excellent. Love that. So did you get any uh, like what was the worst piece of advice that you received on starting or running your business, whether you listened to it or not? Did you get any of those? Yes, um, an ice cream truck, it's a joke. Okay, and you didn't listen. And I Thank didn't goodness. listen. Thank goodness. Um, so maybe you said this already, but I'm going to ask the question and see if you have a slightly different answer. What's the number one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is working on building or growing their business? Have a plan. Love that. Have a plan. Um, I think a lot of people go into something, um, they have a vision Mm -hmm. and not a realistic plan. Yes. I would agree. Great advice. All right. So I always like to end this interview with, uh, this one question. I ask everyone what I call my life lesson. Can you complete this sentence? My biggest life lesson is... To leave this world with a mark of a of a better place to, to, to like to say, wow, you know, Lisa Emmerich, she just was a nice person. Like, have a good impact. I just want to like spread myself to where I'm a helper. I want to help. I just, I want people to be happy. And um, I, you know, I just, I want to make a difference. I love that. And I think the more people that take that on as a, how to have impact in this world in a positive way, the better we'll be. 
Yeah, we only go around once. I I say this, we only go around once and and I'm doing it right. I love that. I do. I I just, I I just, I want my kids happy and healthy and uh, I don't take that for granted. And, um, you know, I really try every day just to really just do good. Some days are harder than others. And, you know, we're, we're all human. Um, but I, I choose to just try and spread my goodness um, because we, we really do. We need happier people. We need kinder people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want I just want to be surrounded by goodness, too. Great advice in a world where you could be anything. Be kind. <laughs> it's true. Well, thank you so much for joining me Maria, today. I enjoyed this. This has been a blast. Thank you so much. I hope you all have enjoyed this episode of Finding the Upside, my special series, One Tough Chick. And I hope you've enjoyed this interview with Lisa. Lisa, thank you so much. You're a tough chick too, Maria. <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you. See you next time on the next episode of Finding the Upside. Bye for now. All right, so I hope you loved this episode and found it valuable. Thanks for hanging out with me. And if you'd be so kind, if you know someone else that this will help, please share this episode with them. Just grab a link for this specific episode, text it to a friend or colleague so it can help more people like you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you next time for more entrepreneurial goodness. Same time, same place on the Finding the Upside podcast.